Do you like free stuff? I do. BlueprintMCAT.com. Go sign up for a free account. Get access to Blueprint MCAT's Diagnostic, Blueprint MCAT's Full Length One, Blueprint MCAT's amazing brand new space repetition platform with over 1,600 flashcards already made for you, as well as their amazing study planner tool. Schedule out the content so you know if you are on track to take the MCAT when you need to. Again, that's blueprintmcat.com for all of those free goodies. The MCAT Podcast, session number 74. A collaboration between the medical school headquarters and Blueprint MCAT. The MCAT Podcast is free MCAT prep to help you understand the MCAT, teach you how to break down questions, and give you the skills and confidence to get the score you want on your MCAT test day. Learn more about Blueprint MCAT at blueprintprep.com slash MCAT. Welcome to the MCAT Podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, your host here every week. I would highly recommend you go listen to the Pre-Med Years Podcast if you don't already listen to that one. We're gonna cover some psychology questions today. Last week we did bio This week, we're going to cover some psychology, all to help you get a better score on the MCAT. All right, Brian, psych, just as a reminder, we we covered almost every time psych and soch are one of those where it's a lot of very specific things that you need to understand, right? Yeah, it it is. um, it, It aggressively rewards lots and lots and lots and lots of memorization. (laughs) And... What we've learned from doing these is that psych also includes some some physiology, some human physiology. Yeah, we want to remember that it, although there's one section of the test that's titled bio and you know, biological and biochemical foundations, bio is actually on all three sections. So even the chemical and physical section is 5% bio. Uh, the bio section obviously is like 60% bio. And then even in the psych soch, there's 5% bio and 5% what they call but you know biologically based psychology questions. So uh, you know, when students are asking about prioritizing their prep, there's a pretty clear order. Yeah, Biology is number one with a bullet. And then second and third place, which are pr- very, very close to each other, are biochemistry uh, and psychology. In fact, if you did nothing but study biology, biochemistry, and psychology, you could take a decent crack at the MCAT. You, you wouldn't do great. I mean, you can't just skip orgo and physics and social and everything else. But so much of the test is those three sciences. Okay. So if you want the handout of the questions that we're going to be doing today, go to the MCAT podcast, search for this session, session 74, click on that little button to get the handout. So we'll start here with question 10. Survey responses can be prone to subjective bias due to varying interpretation of questions. Blood levels of which of the following would best operationalize feelings of stress? A, cytokines, B, epinephrine, C, cortisol, or D, free radicals. So blood levels of which of the following would best operationalize feelings of stress? So the only thing for me as I'm reading this is stress, and the stress hormone I know is cortisol. So that's what I would go with. Absolutely right, Ryan. This was just a, you know, do you know what each of these words means uh, in terms of its psychological impact. We should recognize the word operationalize. That's just a fancy way of saying putting a number 
on a concept that is difficult to put a number on. So, for example, you might say something like, how do you operationalize a concept like social connectedness, right? How do you assess how socially connected someone is? And one way you could say is, well, we're going to operationalize it by counting the number of text messages that a person sends or something, right? Like a very countable thing. So feelings of stress, right? I mean, some people deal well with it, so they might report, oh, I'm not feeling too stressed. Other people might report really high levels. And if you want to put a number on it, one thing you could do is do a blood test and just report levels of cortisol found in the blood. There you go. Mm-hmm. We should recognize these other terms, cytokines as a, a kind of generic, uh, any kind of signaling molecule. That's not specific to stress. Basically, everything gets signaled via cytokines. Epinephrine is your fight or flight, so very short, immediate kind of stress, not not it's, it's thought of as the fight or flight hormone, not the stress hormone. Uh, and free radicals are just damaged molecules uh, that are both a result of, of normal aerobic respiration and damaging environmental factors. I mean, most classically, UV light from the sun can create free radical molecules. Okay. Awesome. Question 11. Yeah, let, yeah let's take a look at number 11. Groupthink. Groupthink tends to exacerbate the tendency of individuals to favor the reasoning and decisions of associates in their group. Another way of saying this is that people experiencing groupthink have a, A, confirmation bias, B, in-group bias, C, self-serving bias, D, attribution bias. What do you think, Ryan? So... As I'm looking through, like you see groupthink and then there's B in group bias. Mm -hmm. And to me, I'm like, it's got to be a trick. So I'm not going to go with that one. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Is it a trick? Is that the right answer? That's the right answer. Oh, man. So I would have got it wrong. (laughs) Yeah. You know, Ryan, that's I, I love the way you said that, because it's something that students think all the time is, well, it can't be that easy, can it? Uh, Sometimes it's not. Often it is. Um, you know, and especially the better prepped you are, you know, the more, you know, stuff, you know, a lot of the questions are going to seem really straightforward. Uh, and, and I'm, I'm always emphasizing to people, if there's a simple minded way to do it and a tricky, subtle, complicated way to do it, do it the simple minded way. Always use just the most simple, basic principles you can to answer questions. And an in-group bias is a, as a bias, a tendency to think incorrectly about or towards people in your in-group, which is groupthink. Confirmation bias, that's a tendency to go seek out information that confirms what you already believe. So we don't tend to go seek out information to check if we're wrong. We tend to seek out information to prove that we're right. Uh, that has nothing to do with the group that you're in, right? That's just everybody does that. Yeah. Self-serving biases. Which, which is why oh, we're sorry. in the trouble we are in our country because everybody goes and seeks out the information. Yeah. Political. Well, I mean, it's it's not. I mean, it's not even unique to the current political climate, right? I mean, it's 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 just this universal thing that people do, and it actually has no correlation. I think this is the interesting thing. It has no correlation with education levels or IQ. In other words, you can't go, well, I'm an educated person, so I'm not going to have that bias, or I'm an intelligent person, so I'm not going to have that bias. In fact, more often, more educated people tend to do this even worse, Mm -hmm. right? Because they've been given some of the tools necessary to do the research and the thinking, but then all they do with that thinking is confirm their you know, confirm what they already believe. Yep. Uh, there's a, a a classic example of this where 
um, you know, it's, it's sort of like a parlor game, right? You you have a rule, and the rule could be something like uh, odd odd multiples of three or something. And you ask the person to come up with; they can guess, you know, yes no questions as long as many as they want until they can get the rule, and then they have to tell you what the rule is. And so someone will say, uh, "Is the number two valid?" You know, or is the number 10 valid? And as soon as they get a theory in their head, they stop asking questions to prove their theory wrong, right? They just constantly ask questions to confirm their theory. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I forget what the who exactly did the study, but they showed that it had your ability to get the guess the rule correctly had nothing to do with your math ability or IQ, your education, nothing. It was all just confirmation bias. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, self-serving bias is obviously a tendency to explain the world around you in a way that's ego protective, that, that serves yourself and attribution bias is the tendency to, to view your own behavior as situation dependent and other people's behavior as a enduring personality trait. Okay. All right. So question 27, what personality trait is most closely associated with an increased negative response to stressful situations? A, high conscientiousness, B, high extroversion, C, low perfectionism, or D, high neuroticism. Personality trait, increased negative response to a stressful situation. Negative response to a stressful situation. So, I would... Extroversion to me doesn't have anything to do with stressful or non-stressful situations, so I'd get rid of that one. Mm-hmm. Neuroticism is you're either you're neurotic or you're not. Has doesn't have to do with stressful or not in my mind. Um, low perfectionism would be the opposite of what I think would happen. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, I would I would expect high perfectionism to increase negative response. So I'd have to go with A. Mm-hmm. So you, you you got close. B, <laughs> B and C you eliminated for the right reasons. Okay. Right. Extroversion versus introversion um, is not a stress thing. It's it's a kind of a the the classic personality trait of of. Um, you know, preferring to have, you know, be in, the, be in the company of large numbers of people versus not. Perfectionism isn't, uh, it actually isn't one of the big five personality traits, uh, which students should remember the acronym OCEAN, right? Openness, conscientiousness, extroversion, agreeableness, neuroticism. Those are the big five personality traits. Almost any MCAT question about personality traits is probably going to pick up on one of those five. Um, conscientiousness actually isn't directly related to stress. Someone who has high conscientiousness would have a tendency to be really um, have really good attention to detail, be very well prepared for things. If anything, someone who's really conscientious would probably cope better with a stressful situation. The the personality trait neuroticism um, is a person's tendency, and and because it's a personality, it is a long term you know, kind of lifetime tendency of the person uh, to be in and respond with negative emotional states. So um, that's actually the right answer here, that that people who score high in neuroticism, they get frustrated easily, they get upset quickly, they have a tendency to view daily stressors as um, major rather than just the, you know, day-to-day frustrations of life. Uh, they tend to respond pretty negatively to stress. Okay. Good to know. So... Good, good definitions there for that answer. 
Yep. Yeah, and you always you, you got to have that ocean mnemonic. That's that's the the MCAT loves to test those five. All right, so there you have it. Some psychology questions for you. I would love for you to check out Next Step Test Prep if you're thinking about taking a course online or in person. Look at Next Step's online course. It offers over 100 hours of videos, five live office hours every week, access to all of the Next Step material, double AMC material, including the Next Step practice exams. That's how you score the best on the MCAT, doing full-length practice exams. Check out Next Step's course at nextstepmcat.com and use the promo code MCATPOD to save some money. Hope you have a great week. Come check us out next week when we talk about some biochemistry. Oh, 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 oh,